Hello all, this is Artie Kulik. I wanted to make a quick note before the podcast starts. This podcast does have a little bit of adult language and adult situations in it, because if you haven't read the title, we are talking about adult video games, so there will be a few terms that we've used that are probably not for younger ears. I would say under the age of 17, parental discretion is advised. I forgot what it said back in the old days on HBO. So I just wanted to tell you guys that before we started the podcast. With that, it is a great conversation. So enjoy. Hello all, welcome to the Ex-Millennial Man Podcast, the podcast for SeedSync.com. I am your host, Artie Kulik, and with me is the sexiest, most erotic man that I can see via my computer ever, and that's the greatest other host, Ty. How are you today, Ty? Hi, everybody. Uh, you're not doing us any favors. <laughs> people people don't believe we're brothers online, so <laughs> you're definitely not doing us any, Not as they say in Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong uh, with No, it, so. yeah. Speaking of not anything wrong with it, there's going to be a lot, especially in this first half, a lot of like homophobia in in popular media I'm going to talk about because this is, in, in many ways, Ty, this is the most adult podcast we've ever done, yet the most juvenile podcast we have ever done as we... Sometimes those <laughs> go hand in hand, dude. We're talking about the history of erotic or adult video games in our lifetime. I, I want to preface everybody too. <laughs> you gave me the option because... You all know I'm not a video game guy. You gave me the option to do research, and I chose not to because I don't want my Google thing to be targeted ads of erotic video games. So I, I did zero research. Oh, it's even worse. My my son shares, he he's too young to have his own YouTube account, so he uses mine on my main one. I created an entirely separate account just so <laughs> I could do research on this. So uh, amongst all of his, like, Bengals or football stuff that he watches constantly. He watches some dude in Britain who loves the Chiefs scream and yell about the Bengals or something. But <laughs> he, that's hilarious. I, I didn't want him to see, you know, gameplay of Leisure Suit Larry and gameplay yeah. of Custer's Revenge, which are all games we're going to talk about here. But I thought this was an interesting topic for a few reasons. First off, again, a couple of other podcasts I listen to, people have been talking about it. You know, video games is definitively a medium of our lifetimes. There's no, when we talk about the Citizen Kane of video games, it's something that came out or the Beatles or whatever. It's something that came out in our lifetime. You're also to a point where, especially when I talk in the second half about more modern stuff, it is still a very, very, it's still a, a kind of a wild west. It's still fairly unregulated, but in some ways that allows freedom to people to create what they want. You get some some amazing creations when it comes to video games like that. A game I think of off the top of my head is Untitled Goose Game was some people's college project and yeah. turned into kind of a huge deal. But you're going to learn very quickly, Ty, that there was a lot of idiocy out there. <laughs> well, I look at this topic when you told me about it. It's like, uh, what's that movie? Not Revenge of the Nerds. Porky's. It's yes. that movie Porky's where when I was a kid, it was, oh, you got to see this movie. This is from before our time. And it's so horny and, you know, erotic or whatever. And then I watch that movie and it's just one sexual assault after mm -hmm. another. And they even do so much so in Revenge of the Nerds. So none of that stuff ever appealed to me. And I've never heard of Custer's Revenge, but I've heard of Leisure Shoot Leisure. Uh, I can't even say yeah. a Leisure Suit Larry. I remember seeing commercials for it and thinking this is the dumbest idea I've ever seen in my life. So I don't I don't understand why you have to make a horny video. And I'm going to talk about some of these games here, but there's one uh, that I'm not going to go. Well, actually, I'll probably talk a little bit about it. But there's this game called Sex Olympics, which was one oh, of the first like God. click and point <laughs> games or something. And even in the manual, it talks about how you can use your mouse or whatever with your other hand to leave your main hand free. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, and like I said, there's going to be some uh, parental warnings here, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're playing some 1990s, 16-bit pixelated game and masturbating, you need to go talk to somebody, okay? There's yeah, something severely wrong with you. Now, when I talk about what's going on now, it's in some ways frightening and in some ways it's very old man yelling at cloud. I just don't understand what's happening today. Well, that's what I want to say too, is like, I'm not kink shaming anybody. Mm -hmm. If this is what you're into. That's fine. I just don't get it. I guess is where I'm coming from. It's a video game. Like there are plenty other 
Well, maybe not. I mean, you know, I don't get the furry thing, but I support people if they want to do that. I, I I just don't understand why it's become maybe this is off topic or whatever. But I was listening to some people talk about the writer strike and talk about how AI is going to start taking over stuff like chat GPT. And that's what frightens me. And you go watch a movie like Ex Machina or whatever. This is the next step. Like what you're going to talk about today is the first step. And the next step is going to be these people creating robots so they don't have to meet real life people that they're attracted to. Oh, that's just, what worries me. Just wait till the final thing I talk about. It's going to leave you leave you waiting for the Terminators to come open the door. So <laughs> like a Black Mirror episode yes, of our podcast. Yes, because we are at the point that you're talking about. We're approaching. We're actually there. Go, let's go all the way back to the beginning, okay? So, in 1981, a little company called uh, Online, which eventually became Sierra Online. Now, Sierra is one of the most popular, biggest video game companies. Made it really big in the 1980s with the Kane's Quest games. This is the dawn of video game systems, okay? But this uh, company, Online, made a game. It's a text adventure where... It tells you something and you type in for people my age, they think of the game Zork or something like that. It's um, no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's like basically it says you see a hallway. You can either go north or west, and then you type in it's go like, north. For my generation, would it be like the Oregon Trail? Yes. Yeah, that's okay, a, a great right. <laughs> example. Which my wife plays Oregon Trail now on her iPad and things like Uber Advanced. I, I don't think yeah, you can I, see people getting dysentery, but we're almost there. I was going to say, I've tried it on my phone before. It doesn't have the same nostalgia effect that the original Oregon Trail had for me. Now, this game that online made, this text game, was called Soft Porn Adventures. And it was made for the Apple II. And so anybody that remembers the Apple II, it was a a green scale screen. So this is literally, you're typing it again. Now, I'm going to tell you the plot of this game. The player is a down-on-his-luck party animal who searches for certain items that will allow him to win the affections of three beautiful or not-so-beautiful women. That's basically it. And I tie you, there's plenty of, like, emulators, DOS emulators out there. You can find this game. I played it. I gave up after 10 minutes because I couldn't leave the stupid bar or whatever I was at. It was so you couldn't figure out how to do. No, it I couldn't figure it out at all because okay. these games. Think of games today. Think of a Mario game or whatever. You see Mario, and you can walk here and see this, or grab a flower or do this. This is again all text, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm too young that it's like you see a curtain, a button, and the bartender, and I'm like, talk to bartender. How do you talk? Uh, kiss bartender. Oh, you don't want to do that punch bartender <laughs> well right right that's what, so you had to have i mean this is the early early days this is like basic and i mean basic b-a-s-i-c the computer language uh, of, of like you had to type in exactly what you needed to do to move on and this is pre-internet so people would spend hours looking at this screen typing it in now i will say for soft porn adventures it had an all-time banner of a of a box of box art Okay. It was uh it had three nude women in a hot tub, but they're covered, so it's just like you just see like right before the nipple, and there's a waiter, and then there's a an Apple IIe a computer in the background. The women, this was shot at the developer's home, and the women all worked for online. One was the bookkeeper, another one was a programmer, and then the waiter was an actual real waiter they got from a restaurant to do the box art for it. Good Lord. I mean, well, I, again, the whole the whole notion of that game, the name of it, the way you described it, go home with three beautiful or three not so beautiful. It's like, I guess people were bro and douchey back then too. making. I mean, it sounds like this is a video game made for the people who are out there talking about how cool uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was as homie in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. The people who think that that was like glamorizing that lifestyle when it wasn't glamorizing that lifestyle. Right. And so this game definitely late 70s, early 80s, kind of leading into this Swainer's attitude. The reception of the game, it wasn't, I mean, people at the time even said it's it's a it's nice to have an adult game like this, but they didn't like the sexism. They didn't like the fact that you could not seduce men. And they were like, well, no, it's only men and women. Online did say they were going to make a female version for women to go after men. It never happened. The game itself actually did not even understand the word woman. So what? Yeah. So when you typed in kiss woman, it'd be like, what's woman? So you'd you have to write. I think like girl or something like uh, that. Lady. I, yeah. I yeah. 
one reviewer said that the game reinforces the notion that computer freaks are underdeveloped high school college boys, but the game is hopelessly addicting, and it's just a shame they didn't make it more classy. So the game got like lukewarm reviews. It yes. sounds like yeah, like, it was. That's, you got to uh, think of it. It was something very different at the time. Games were extremely. I mean, it was. You know what it was? It was a narrative. It had a story. It wasn't go yeah. eat pellets and beat ghosts or go climb a thing to save a lady from a, a, a big monkey or something like that. Well, and that was a draw of Oregon Trail. It was the, if you do this, this will happen type thing. And it was a story. You are taking you and your crew on the Oregon Trail and your goal is to survive. So I guess that was the, because I played a lot of Oregon Trail when I was a kid and that was the allure of it, it was like, me and my friends weren't good at it. So it got to the point of like, how quick can we get dysentery? How quick can something mm-hmm. happen? But I understand the whole, like you said, it's a narrative as opposed to this is your objective. Go do that. I preferred the objective games. That's why I like sports games because the object is, as John Madden said, if you score more points than the other team, you usually win the mm-hmm. game. So yeah. that's why I like sports games. There was a company called Mystique. I think it was Mystique Video. It was American Multiple Industries, but it made its game under Mystique Presents or something. The guy who ran Mystique was doing an interview, and he said, I don't believe adults want to shoot down rocket ships. They want games for themselves. So Mystique developed. A lot of these were just straight-off ripoffs. And again, we're talking about early video games. So back in those days, Atari would not even let the creators put their names on the game very famous uh, game adventure. There was a hidden room and you would go in there and it would say game written and created by. So it was like the Uh first time. So it was very easy to rip off people's intellectual property and American multiple industries. They did that. They went and they found some games and they decided we're going to rip them off, but we're going to make adult games. Now where soft porn, soft porn adventures, you would go to a bar and you would uh, talk to people. And in the game, you had to go buy a condom at one time and you would have to compliment the woman before she'd sleep with you and all this other stuff. Where what Mystique did, they came out with three games. I'm going to briefly describe all three of these games. And they range from just dumb to downright racist and rapey, okay? And these were for the Atari 2600 and they retailed for like 40 bucks. A piece, which means in today's money, that's like 150 bucks to buy one of these games. The first one is called Beat 'em and Eat 'em. So, (laughs) yes. So, (laughs) Beat 'em and Eat 'em was a ripoff of the game Kaboom. People know the game Kaboom. There's like stuff, it's like bombs coming from the sky and you have to catch them and things like that. So, instead, what Mystique did is they changed it out to at the top, there were two nude women. Or, or, I mean, two nude women on the bottom. And again, this is Atari graphics. So think of that. And there is a masturbating man on the rooftop who keeps spraying semen, and you're to catch the semen in your mouth. Oh, that is <laughs> horrible. And, and you would get a free life Ugh. once you scored 69 points. I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> when was this game made? <laughs> this was uh, 1982. Because this sounds like uh, that filthy scumbag who did Girls Gone Wild. This is like his dream game. Oh, yeah. yeah so Horrible. This is for the Atari. You could get this cartridge, put in an Atari, and play what? this game. Who wants that? <laughs> I, I'm so confused. There was also uh, another, so another company ripped off uh, this company's game to make Philly Flasher, which it's two male prisoners with their, with their they have boners. On the bottom, and there's an old witch who's lactating from her breasts, and the men have to catch it. Why is it called Philly Flashers? <laughs> what? No it idea. doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. <laughs> from what my knowledge is, a flasher is somebody who wears a big trench coat and they flash their genitalia. Uh-huh. Why would you have to catch lactating <laughs> breast milk from a witch? And, and remember, again, these are Atari 2600 graphics. We're this, not talking. This is so upsetting <laughs> to me, dude. So, oh, no, it gets worse. So, oh. The next game they came out with is, and it would it would be classy. They'd call it Mystique Presents Swedish Erotica, which I, it was like Mystique the, Presents Swedish Erotica <laughs> Philly Flashers. Yes, yes. That, that's some that's some uh, Tommy Wiseau type yes. of marketing. <laughs> so their next one was called Bachelor Party, not related to the movie at all. Uh, okay. But this was a ripoff of the game Breakout, which was you had these things at the top and you had a little paddle on the bottom. And a ball would bounce, you'd break it. And Atari had 
would break the barriers on the top. And Atari had a paddle controller. So to play Bachelor Party, because again, it was a ripoff, you had to have the paddle controller. And the ball is made to look like a nude man. Again, Atari graphics. The bricks are supposed to look like nude women. The man bounces back and forth. And this is horizontal, not vertical, like a uh, breakout was. And he is repelled by women who he coll- collides with and eliminates them. And so it's it's just what? they just took a, a famous game and tried to make it look like some dude with a boner was hitting naked women. That's that, yeah, that's that's so lazy and repels him like that. That sounds like uh, what's the game Pong or whatever. Yeah, it yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, it's very similar. <laughs> OK, so here's the one that most people know about. And a lot of times people will list this as one of the worst video games ever made. It's pr- the probably the game that uh, Mystique uh, Mystique presents Swedish erotica. It's a game that you'll look up and people will see. It's a game called Custer's Revenge. Okay. See, I've never heard. You mentioned this at the top. I've never heard of this yeah. before. So Custer's Revenge, again, Atari graphics, is on the left side of the screen is a, a naked sprite with a very large erection who's supposed to be General Custard, who needs to run across a field as arrows come after him, dodge the arrows, and then there is a large-breasted Native American woman tied to a post that you are to rape. Nope, don't like that at all. <laughs> not on, not on board with this at all. <laughs> yeah, that's who thought this. Who this has to go through multiple channels, and people thought this was a good idea. Uh huh. And also, what creep is? Oh, I can't wait to play this video game. Like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. As Ugh. a matter of fact, in the manual for the game, it says if your kids catch you playing this game, tell them that custard and the maiden are dancing. Oh my god. In the manual for the game, they're telling you to lie to your children. Yes. And they even said, the makers said, oh, we showed it to Native American groups. And it wasn't rape. It's they were actually in love. And they were, it was all BS, obviously. The National Organization for Women came out and did a press conference where they called the game degrading, offensive, and a blatant statement of racism and sexism. That all of those statements are correct by the National Organization yeah. of Women. The Los Angeles County Commission voted three to one to ban it from being sold in LA County. Good. <laughs> I'm not, you know, for banning <laughs> stuff or whatever. No. Speech, but this is this is horrible. This is you you said it. It's assault, racism. Everything is in this video game. Who needs that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's upsetting, man. Yeah, yeah. And so you go from soft porn adventures, which is trying to be like, hey, talk to a lady and she'll sleep with you, to run across a field with your boner out to go rape a Native American woman. That's where we went this, within a year. That's like, you know, the evolution of in the 50s, you got to ask, like, a, you got to ask a girl to the sock hop to the mystery nonsense that we talked about, that guy mystery that we talked mm-hmm. about with. You got to nag a woman, like, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to assault anybody. Be polite to a person you <laughs> want to be a partner with. Not, don't be mean to them. Don't say mean things. Don't definitely don't assault it. This is. I just don't. I, I know you play it. My son loves it. My life. My wife. My wife loves it. I don't play that Zelda game. Like, but I understand the appeal. It's mm-hmm. beautiful to look at, and for people who like those role playing games, I think it's as role player as you get. These games you're mentioning to me, especially as Custer's Revenge, are for nobody. Yes. Like, they, 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 nobody needs to play these types of games. Now, video games were becoming big, and in yeah. uh, especially arcade games. And in 1983, Entertainment Enterprises Limited released a game called Swinging Singles, which was basically a ripoff of Pac-Man. But what's okay. uh, what it and they would and to Entertainment Enterprises Limited's credit, this was only in bars, adult stores, sex clubs where you could see this, you know, put a quarter and play this game. You would basically the player, the sprite would be like a car where you're driving through the city, gathering dots again, like Pac-Man. And then when you got enough, you could go to the brothel where you would have to fight off venereal diseases, the ghosts, and um, you Ugh. could get keys <laughs> that would show you these eight bit like sex scenes or something. But then the other one, the one actually I remember is in 1983, uh, Strip Poker came out for the Apple II, the Commodore 64. And it was literally poker, but you would play against a a man or a woman and they would take their clothes off and you'd be like... So it's literal strip poker, just a video game version of it? But that was basically the adult video games. There's all these other video games. And when I talk in the second half about things like Grand Theft Auto and... 
the quote-unquote mature games of today. There, there wasn't anything like that at the time. They just didn't have the capabilities to make that kind of stuff. Still, computers yeah. were the Apple II or the Commodore 64. There wasn't the power to make a game. There wasn't enough code or whatever to make a game that could do that kind of stuff, that could move it forward. As the 1980s went on, you had the video game crash, and it, uh, video games kind of returned back to Nintendo, came out, Nintendo's very, you talk about Zelda, Nintendo's very protective of its brand. So it would never allow Custard's Revenge or anything like that to even snip no. their system. So the console video, as a matter of fact, Nintendo, even Atari used to sell their system as a home entertainment system for the whole family, whereas Nintendo sold the original Nintendo as a toy. They're like, mm-hmm. this is a toy. This is for kids. The console games kind of went back, but, you know, there's Sierra Online, like I was talking about, or um, Online Entertainment became Sierra Online. They had made this game King's Quest, which I don't know if you've ever seen or played King's Quest. I never heard of it. Okay, it was a pretty big deal. It was one of the first games where you were this little, like, knight, and you would walk to the next screen, and there'd be a whole other area. And, and it would take you uh, hours to complete this game, and it was going to find things, you had to beat a giant, and all all this other stuff. Sierra took that basically same engine, took their story from Soft Porn Adventures, and created this graphical game, Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards. I didn't realize it had all that alliteration (laughs) in the title and all, but I I have heard of this game, and as I mentioned up top, I saw the commercial for this game, and there's, again, don't want to kink shame anybody, you know, whatever, whatever gets you off, that's what gets you off. But I never understood why this game was made and who this game was made for. Leisure Suit Larry is, is actually an iconic game. It has had multiple sequels. It's made, they, they believe the game has sold well over 10 million copies. Okay, I'm going to say some good things about Leisure Suit Larry here, okay? Okay. <laughs> the game's a joke. And the game knows it's a joke. As a matter of fact, so... So here, let me let me start back. They knew, Sierra knew that, okay, this is an adult game. And this was for the computer. So computers are very expensive. If you had yeah. a computer that could run this kind of game back then, you're spending a couple thousand dollars. All right? Jeez. So it's very, very expensive. They know that kids are not walking around with computers. But with that, Sierra did ask you your age before you play the game. And again, I played through this yesterday. <laughs> it was a <laughs> there's an online emulator and Ty, I just turned 48, okay? Uh-huh. And I had to do the questionnaire twice because I missed too many questions to prove <laughs> my age, okay? Oh my god. So this is 19 19- years older than you have to be for Yes. <laughs> yes. The, but some of the questions again, this is 1987, they were multiple choice questions. I'm going to give you a sampling of some of them. They'd ask you five, and you okay. could only, if you missed two, you had to, you'd get kicked out. But okay. one was Johnny Carson is A, a singer, B, David Letterman's sidekick, C, Ed McMahon's sidekick, or D, an actor. Ed McMahon's sidekick, I yes, guess? Yes, yes, I mean, you are right, right about that. P is a Dory. Wait, hold on. Uh, Isn't Ed McMahon his sidekick? Yeah, but I think it's okay. a joke. Again, <laughs> this game was very, like I said, written-wise it was. It had some funny pieces to it. Let's see. P is Adora is A, sexy, B, a saner, C, short, D, all of the above. All of the above? I don't know who that is. Yeah, she. it is all of the above, but she was an <laughs> okay. act, actress back then. Um, Man, during, I'm embarrassed I'm getting this right. <laughs> During the 1970s, Carol O'Connor portrayed A, a kindly doctor, B, a lovable bigot, C, a handicapped lawyer, or D, a N-word junk dealer. Uh, I have no idea because I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, all in the family, Archie Bunker. Oh, and wait, Archie, but did you say Carolyn Bunker? <laughs> no, uh, Carol O'Connor. Oh, oh Carol O'Connor. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. So a couple more here. I This is one I missed. Who was not vice president of the United States in 1973-74? A, Gerald Ford, B, Nelson Rockefeller, C, Thomas Hayden, or D, Spiro Agnew? Uh, uh, Spiro Agnew? <laughs> no, Thomas Hayden. I said Spiro oh. Agnew, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, just these questions that were, you had to grow up in the 70s to know, which I get. I'm going to read one last one to you. 1987, remember? Yeah. O.J. Simpson is A, an R&B singer, B, under indictment, C, embarrassed by his first name, or D, no one to fool with. 
Uh, D. No one to fool with. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> but I don't think they meant it the same way. <laughs> no, it's pretty prescient uh, for the 90s. So that's how Leisure Suit Larry would make sure you're old enough to play the game. And when the game starts, you're in this like crappy bar and you can go up to this lady and say, and it understood woman, say like, talk to woman. And it would be like, get out of here before my boyfriend comes and beats you up. And then you would go to the bathroom and when you come out, everybody would laugh at you because you have toilet paper stuck to your shoe. You have to find a way to get up to a prostitute's room, but you have to get by the pimp. And if you try to beat him up, he kills you. He beats you up and you die. Oh, and when you die, you sink into the ground and they rebuild you and that you go back up. What you have to do is you have to get a remote from a drunk man and then turn on a porno channel on the TV so the pimp watches the porno. And then you go up to the prostitute's room. But if you have sex with her, you will die of a venereal disease. Your genitals will start glowing and you'll die. So you need to go get a condom. So you have to go to a casino, play a bunch of casino games, get money. Goes on and on and on. And if you don't, you're a 40-year-old virgin, and if you don't get it all done within 24 hours, you get so sad that you kill yourself. So, oh, my God. <laughs> this game is bleak. <laughs> you, you have to take taxis, and if you leave taxi, you the taxi driver will beat you up for not paying. If you run down oh, random man. alleyways, you'll get beat up. But it was overall, though, Ty, I'm not going to lie to you. It's For its time, it's a... It's a well put together game. It had a narrative. It worked. It was, you could basically, when you talk about open world games, you could literally do about anything. When you go into its environment, you should touch everything, look at everything. And it gave people this immersive experience. And it was funny. It wasn't this like serious, rapey type game or whatever. It, it had a genuine sense of humor to it. So it became, became a big deal and people, people I, loved it. And so to say, it sounds like, a massive hit and you know they made sequels i guess or whatever so i there must have been some kind of appetite for it but it's interesting you said that you had to have this fancy computer so then your kids wouldn't have it and then you mentioned those atari games that were 40 dollars a piece and then i think back to when i was a kid with the spice channel and stuff people work in the adult industry know how to uh upsell people yes because if you want this thing it's gonna be double triple quadruple the price but if you're horny enough, you get it makes me think of this great I think you should leave sketch where Tim Robinson's driving a car and he has a bumper sticker on it that says honk if you're horny and Connor Connor O'Malley follows him in a car constantly <laughs> honking at him. I feel like this video game is made for that character that Connor O'Malley played. And it wasn't that Connor O'Malley was just like this horny weirdo. He was so horny in the sketch it was making his stomach hurt. <laughs> so I feel like he would love all these video games you mentioned. Hello all, this is RD. I wanted to talk to you guys about a, another podcast that I do work on called High Heels and Politics. It's hosted by Marianne Christie, who I work with here in Southwest Ohio. And Marianne, she interviews a lot of influential people. In Ohio, she's interviewed uh, a lot of political people that are influential. But for those of you outside of this state, she's also interviewed people like Susie Chapstick Chaffee, a former Olympic skier who was the face of Chapstick for the 1970s and 1980s. It's really interesting to listen to that one because she talks about her struggles as a woman in the Olympics, but then how she used her celebrity and her attractiveness in order to get more rights for amateur athletes, which led us today to things like the NIL. Also, Susie was very instrumental in Title IX, which we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of. But it's not all just seriousness. Uh, Marianne has also interviewed the Naked Cowboy, the New York City icon that's been out there. Simon Lease, who a lot of you may know if you've ever seen The People vs. Larry Flint, he was the guy that arrested Larry Flint. He also arrested Jerry Springer when Jerry Springer was a member of the Cincinnati City Council here. So I encourage you guys go to Spotify, Google, Apple, go search High Heels in Politics, follow, subscribe the show. Marianne comes out with a new one every week, and it's an incredibly great conversation. And if you're interested or know anybody that may be on High Heels in Politics, just go to the contact page and talk to us. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, Ty, with Leisure Suit Larry and this, the success, a lot of people thought, okay, we can make some more of these adult-oriented video games. There's a lot of right lessons you learn from Leisure Suit Larry, but let's just say, for the most part, the video game industry learned all the wrong lessons from it. Sure. And I, I talked before about how you needed a more powerful computer. Nintendo didn't have that processing power. 
Well, in the 1990s, with the rise of CD-ROMs, now you had a way to store tons of information on a disc that was also very cheap. So you had the rise of the of the CD-ROM video video game consoles. Now this is even before the PlayStation, but Sega was making a CD-ROM console. Philips was making one. Apple attempted to make one at one time. We'll talk one day about the Apple Paladin. It's a uh, probably Never even heard of that. Yeah, it's probably dumber than the Newton. But I don't know what that is either. Oh, don't you? The Simpsons, where he's like, take a note on your Newton, beat up Martin, and it says, eat up oh. Martha. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. The Newton is uh yeah, that's another story one day. That's we should do a podcast on just like electronic or big computer companies' dumbest products. But anyways. So you, you had some crazy phone that you were on all the time, I remember that wasn't so great. No, yeah. Some kind of tablet. I don't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, it's I've been through all of them, trust me. <laughs> yeah. I was bragging about how I've had my phone for almost three years now, and my wife's like, because you always would buy crap before. Now you have an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anyway, I was like, no, I'm just good. I just know (laughs) how to do it. So with the CD-ROMs, you started to get more of these games out there. I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to say this wrong. I know I am, but I think it's a Rogi or a Rogi. It started with the video game company uh, Koei or Koei or something like that. They did the the Romance of the Three Kingdoms strategy games for people that know. They did. There's so a, no idea. Yeah, that's they. I mean, they're a pretty well. They did Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U, which is like a Legend is that of Zelda. Yeah, it's okay. like Legend of Zelda, but it's like a fighting game. They're a pretty well known company, but they would come out with these games that uh, had these cutscenes, CC and not CD ROMs, where you do something, there'd be like a cutscene, and it would have honest to god nudity or sex in it. Not penetration you would see or stuff like that but they would start to come out with these games and it would again these are not just them but square enix some of these big video games uh, video game companies they would come out with these and kind of make a name for themselves now also with the sega cd you had games like night trap which was a house and you had there's a a bunch of scantily clad ladies in the house and the dude's chasing them down and you gotta trigger things in the house to stop the guy from killing the ladies and the violence was real in these games. I mean, wow. it was Night Traps considered, again, one of the worst games ever. But obviously the sexism, sexy ladies, but it was more not that they looked good in their lingerie. It's that this dude's going to violently murder them. Ugh. This is in the 90s where the quote unquote extreme era where a lot of these video games kind of moved into. Okay. At the same time, you had a lot of games who were trying to introduce romantic elements into them. Final Fantasy VII, which was a huge jump for those Final Fantasy games. It went from Nintendo cartridges to being on like four discs for the PlayStation, one of the most successful games ever. But there are things you can do in that game. There are three different characters that you can essentially romance. And at one point in the game, you go on a date together. There's no kissing, no nudity or anything like that. But your main character is a man. The three characters, two are women, and the other one's a man. So it introduced kind of this concept into it. They started to have a little bit more of that that the games were. And then you had the game like Tomb Raider, where they showed the marketing team what their hero was going to look like. And they said something like, ah, you got to make her more feminine. So the guy went in and he increased breast size by 150%. And they were like, okay, that's it. Which, That's all it took yes. for them? Yeah. Oh, boy. Which is sad because actually Tomb Raider is a pretty damn good game in those series of games, but with Laura Croft and her big tits. I mean, that's what everybody was talking about. And then they would even introduce in certain games Dead or Alive, which was like a fighting game, but the women, they introduced this concept of breast mechanics in the way that a woman's breast would move during games. So the CD-ROM era of games really pushed the whole... Hey, don't you like big boobed women? Well, here, now they're in a game. If, if it's a fighting game, if it's an adventure game, whatever it is. But that was PlayStation era. So, Well, it, it, this sounds like the creators watched too, watched the movie Weird Science a bit too much. Because mm-hmm. when Anthony Michael Hall and, uh, I, sorry, actor, I don't remember your name, although I think you're fantastic in that movie. But when those two are making their woman in that, they comically, show comically large boobs. And I feel like, the people who created it, like this is the coolest thing ever. That wasn't a comedic moment. That was what we need to do when we create these video games. The pornography, so to say, in these video games was still reserved. I mean, they were still making porno video games, but 
They yes. were reserved for more of the the darker corners of a computer store. You'd have to know somebody who knows somebody who has it. it they weren't really, yeah. really super popular. And then the PlayStation 2 came out. The PlayStation 2 had a lot more power, a lot more you could do with it. There was a game called BMX Triple X that came out. Now it was censored in the US, but when the when the Xbox came out, they put it, but it was a BMX game, but there would be cutscenes of naked girls. They're trying was, to what for what? <laughs> for what end? What did it what did it help with the gameplay? They're they're trying to sneak in some of these uh some of these um whatchamacalls. They're trying to sneak in uh just some some nudity, something, okay. some titillation. And then famously in uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, there was code written for you going to have sex with a prostitute. They called it the hot coffee mod. Now, they get, the code was stripped out of the game when it came to market, but people found it, and then you'd go around online. And again, this is before Steam or before any of that stuff where people would share the code online to where you could play this popular game and go have sex with a hooker. Uh, coincidentally, you could also kill her and take your money back afterwards if you wanted to. Ugh, gross. <laughs> I'm glad I never played that game. Yeah. And then in uh, 2005, Sony came out with the game God of War for the PlayStation. Now, I've heard of this. Aren't they you, making a show or a movie? Out oh, of yeah, yeah. They're probably doing it. Is, uh, God of War is one of the most successful video game franchises around. But with this particular God of War, there's a scene. So you play this, I know people are going to be like, I'm not getting it totally right, but you play this Spartan soldier whose family is killed. So you swear vengeance on the gods, and the game is basically you going through Greek mythology and killing all these things. There's a scene, though, where I think you're with the sirens or something like that. God, I forgot what it's called. But uh, we were talking off mic about The Last of Us, a TV show. Yeah. And there was the the episode with Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett. And somebody yeah. made a joke where they were showing, because in God of War, you could start, the sirens would be naked and you could have sex with all of them. But you had to hit like the triangle button then the square button then the circle button. And somebody did like a video of Murray Bartlett going in to kiss uh, Nick Offerman. Spoiler alert, people. And then suddenly <laughs> someone said, press, press circle, press X, press <laughs> just because oh, it's like the God of War thing. But it this yeah. was a, this was a top of the line. This was an A plus game. And now you have not just nudity in it, but sex. And again, it's not it sounds like the uh, the plot to the movie Northman, which I love. Yeah, there's been God of War two, God of War three. There's been other games with it. It's now gone on to. They're doing Norse mythology, except I think they stripped out the sex, and I'm not sure, but I know the newer ones are considered a little bit more high scale, Adult. so to say. No, they're just considered higher scale. I want to go back to Grand Theft Auto, the hot coffee mod. Mm -hmm. So people started to then create for very famous games these modifications, these mods, and then they would share them online and people could... Uh, could put them in different ways. One of the big ones, like patches to games, so you can have somebody that's naked. Okay. You had uh, the Elder Scroll games were a big example of this. And Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, one of the most successful games of all time. And you want to talk about a game, let's see, I've bought the, I bought that game for my Xbox 360, hmm. for my Xbox One, for the Switch, and then I have it on the Game Pass. So I've paid for that game four different times. I feel like you had me buy that for you for your birthday one year, yeah. too. I think it, it was, yeah. <laughs> so Skyrim is another one of these huge open world games. And I never did this mod to it, but you, you can get married in Skyrim. And you can marry, there's like 20 different people you can marry. There's men and women. You yourself can be male, female. You can be a cat creature. You can be all sorts of different things. So this game can get weird. I remember um, Conan O'Brien used to do this segment called Clueless Gamer. And he played Skyrim, and he decided to be the cat person. He named his his character Mr. Jingles, and he's walking <laughs> oh. around saying, "Everybody, bow down before Mr. Jingles." <laughs> yeah, I remember that very well. <laughs> but, um, but they would introduce like you could marry these people, and now they'd introduce these mods where you could have sex with them. And so this fan community started to really, and it's getting pretty graphic. All right, uh, yeah. I'm sure it is. The Sims, the game The Sims, there's tons of mods you can go out there to create 
to see nudity to I mean even to the point Ty you can have your sims ejaculate all over other people if you want to why uh, hold on <laughs> why <laughs> but, do you need that <laughs> but I want to make something really clear this is not the game design companies making this this is the fan yeah. community that makes this, this stuff yeah yeah I, yeah I understand that part I just don't understand you mentioned how it's graphic and I have a son who used to read comic books and comic books have these things where you go online and people do graphic stuff there's a mm-hmm humongous long-time running joke on the podcast comedy bang bang that scott aukerman is in the hentai and i made the mistake of looking up what hentai was because i didn't know what they were talking about for people who don't know that's like anime tentacle porn yeah the stuff that these people are doing people who know how to do stuff like that it's dare i say it's going too far again i don't want to kink shame anybody Mm -hmm. i need to make that very clear but it doesn't always need to be growth. It doesn't always need to be hardcore. It it can be nice. It can be... The more you talk about all these games and stuff, the more I appreciate what Leisure Suit Larry did. Mm-hmm. That seems tame. And props to them, too, for being like, you have to have a condom so you don't get... Like, that's, <laughs> good, that's a good lesson to teach. But I just don't understand. It's like, again, run for seeing The Simpsons like we always do when Homer goes back to college and... You know, they have their reunion. She's talking to Homer's roommate. Marge is talking to Homer's roommates. And one of them says, oh, I made a thing that downloads porn 10 million times faster. And I'm, I'm like Marge in that scenario. Like, who needs porn that fast? And Homer's drooling. <laughs> yeah. I feel like these people who are doing these mods are the ones who are drooling over it. And I don't know. Go outside. Meet real people. You don't need to make porn mods to video games that people like. I'm so fearful that my son is going to come across something on YouTube that's what the Tears of a Kingdom and Tears of the Kingdom some type yeah. of adult version of that game. I, I'm oh, constantly like not Ty, terrified. I just don't want to have that conversation yeah, with them. I'm getting there. <laughs> so uh, before I move on to that, though, I did want to say, so as as things advance rapidly, as things go from the jokey cartoon look of Leisure Suit Larry into full motion videos of this stuff, yeah, something's going to happen. And yeah. in uh, 2004 for the PlayStation 2, there, it was also released for Microsoft Windows. There was a game called The Guy Game. Now, heard this is, I, I've heard I've heard people refer to the early two thousands as the bacon and boobs time of male journalism. You know, Max. Yeah, well, there was a whole show with Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla, yes. the Man Show, and that ended with women jumping on trampolines and bikinis. The Guy Game. It was like a trivia game, and then after you won a round or whatever, you'd see these you know this video of these hot women in bikinis and. As you got further into the game, you would uh, they would take their tops off. Okay. So a little bit after the game was released, a lawsuit was brought against a developer. It was explained that during spring break, there's a guy walking around asking girls to basically take their tops off and taping them. They didn't know Is what it the w- girls going wild guy. Well, Second time I mentioned yeah, him on this yeah. podcast. Well, they don't exactly know. Uh, the girls didn't exactly know what it was for. But at one time, somebody uh, sent an image or something to a girl who was only 17 years old when she made. Oh, my that. God. <laughs> Which <laughs> classifies the guy game as child pornography. Yep, it is. <laughs> so that's the definition of it. So that was the end of the guy game, and it was the end Good. of, uh, I mean, Sony and Microsoft and everybody took a much more stronger stance in in doing that. But you were talking about being afraid of what if somebody's going to make a porn version of a certain game. And, and when it comes to a Nintendo game, I think that's almost not going to happen. It's, it's incredibly unlikely. The control Nintendo has over its... Uh, how people can alter his games is 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 draconian. It's just impossible to do. But okay. there's a game called Overwatch. I think it was made by EA, Electronic Arts, and it's in the spirit of things like Fortnite. I know I'm getting this wrong, nerds, so sorry. But <laughs> or Players Unknown Battlegrounds. Some these games, these like online games where you all play together and you fight each other in a big battle royale game. Well, Overwatch is more known for because it's uh, it's made by Electronic Arts. It's made by a big, big studio. Yeah. It's got good graphics. And there is a metric S-ton of porn, like five-minute videos or so, of Overwatch characters having sex. Not people dressed as Overwatch characters, okay? They've gone in and created these animated... Like you were talking about hentai or something like that, or anime yeah. of these characters from this particular game in hardcore pornography. 
And it is a huge huge portion. Now, EA, to their credit, every time it shows up on PornTube or anything like that, Pornhub or whatever, they're like, they send cease and desist letters. They try to get shut down. But there's all sorts of video games. You can, I guarantee you, I did not do this. I didn't, I don't know if it's totally true. I'm going to tell you this, but I'm sure if you typed in Legend of Zelda porn, you're finding something. Somebody has done something. (laughs) But Overwatch in particular, it's, it's a, it's like its own little weird industry. I'm a hetero, <laughs> you know, white man. I was a teenager at one point, and yeah, stuff like that was like alluring and like, oh, maybe it's risky. You're not supposed to do that or whatever. But I can't imagine 14, 15, 16 year olds, and I'm sure there's c- certain sums, but I have to imagine the people who are doing this with this Overwatch game are adults like you and I who never left their parents' basement, and this is their way of getting their erotica or what have you. And that, that really bums me out. Like I, uh, I don't know. I just, I, my son and I have been having conversations because he's been buried in his phone a lot lately about living in the real world. And I wish these people lived more in the real world. Like, again, I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I, I just, I like to be outside talking to people, doing things with people. The pandemic was hard because you couldn't do that, but now it's, I guess we're on the other side of it. I don't know. So I want these people to get out of their parents' basement, stop, messing with these video games and it doesn't need to be hardcore if you want to do that stuff you don't have to make it hardcore you can make it nice there there is genres of pornography for couples make that Mm -hmm. type of stuff you don't need to make it hardcore stuff do that for yourself you don't need to put that out into the entire world when i was talking (laughs) about eroji or eroji these japanese pornography games a lot of them are role-playing games. A lot of them are like, uh, some of them they call them like romance simulators. And you're seeing in more mainstream gaming, you're seeing a lot more sex in them. I can tell you, for example, I was playing the game Cyberpunk 2077. And that that game has so many problems with it. Like, I, I did a dope song for it, though. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yes, they did. And Keanu Reeves plays one of the main yeah. voices in it. And there's some great parts of the game, but again, like a lot of these more modern games, there is definitively a a romance portion to the game. And I wasn't reading online to figure out how to do it, but one particular lady, I was like, hey, you're kind of hot. And she's like, oh, let's just be friends. I'm like, all right, cool. And, you know, you continue to go on. There's a scene where you're in some tank hooked up to your mind. And then suddenly she's like, all right, let's get it on. And she's completely nude. And this this whole sex scene. And Ty, it's damn right comical. There's no way I'm getting a boner thinking, all right, I'm going to masturbate to this because it looks (laughs) stupid and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I'll play these games on my phone and I'll watch ads and you see video games like that with big chested nymphs, like you were saying, or, you know, sprites saying these dirty. Again, it's not for me. I guess that's Mm -hmm. how I'll leave it with this. And also why and who is it for? It's like Mm -hmm. the Cleveland Browns cinematic universe. I'm going to end this where we are today. Like I said, you, these games are this. I mean, hell, Grand Theft Auto Five. There's a whole damn strip club, and you got to find the right. Like it's a whole little mini game again. Like you have to ask for a personal dance. You have to touch her when the bouncer's not looking. If the bouncer catches you, you get thrown out, and you have to do all this stuff. And then sometimes you'll be like, "Hey, let's go back and have sex," and she'll be like, oh, "I have a boyfriend." You can find it, but what it does is you go to her place and then you see the sun go down. You hear her scream like, oh, it's so big. And then you wake up and it's like, again, uh, okay, fine. That's You don't see anything, though, is what I'm saying. So stupid. Yeah, just, okay, yeah. <laughs> you have the rise of virtual reality now. And as a matter of fact, uh, hold on, let me see here. I've got oh, my... You finding one? I don't I, have one of these. I've got things. my that, Oculus uh, or yep, whatever. Yep. Is that what those are called? Got my thing here. And I can't do virtual reality, A, because I'll get motion sick, and B, because it'll feel too real. And I'm like very afraid of heights. So I don't yeah. want to deal with that. So. No, I will say there is, it's, it's pretty damn immersive, which brings me yeah. to this games you can get out there. And one in particular, probably one of the bigger ones, is called VR Canojo. It's another one of these, like I was talking about, Eroji and stuff. It basically, it gives, it's just a virtual, it's not even a game. It's a virtual girlfriend. And there's different things you can do. And again, you have, you have the devices on your hand to move and stuff like that. And it's a young Japanese girl named Sakura Yui, who you interact with her in her bedroom. The controllers, you can move your hand, you can move your head and everything. You answer questions by shaking your head. You can customize her appearance, including giving her like little schoolgirl outfits. 
and it has full blown. I'm taking this straight from Wikipedia: hand jobs, blow jobs, and vaginal intercourse. First of all, it's upsetting. Second of all, <laughs> this is exactly like Anna de Armas's character, Blade Runner 2049. Yes. For people who have seen that or haven't seen that, that's Ryan Gosling's quote unquote girlfriend in that she's not real. No. She's a computer image that he has. And I think the whole point of that was to show how lonely his character was. Mm-hmm. So that's the vibe I get from people who buy this game and then do stuff like that. It's no different than owning a sex doll, except I guess with a sex doll, you can do the act with stuff that feels like I'm trying to go about this without being gross, but like mm-hmm. this is virtual reality. I see videos of people who are playing boxing games who accidentally punch loved ones in their yeah. house or whatever. Yeah. I cannot imagine my reaction, my wife's reaction. If we were to walk in on our son or daughter playing a game like this with a virtual reality. So it is even got, it is so popular that they're making attachments for these VR headsets to help enhance the experience. One of which is out now is an odor emitter that allows you to smell the game character's stockings. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I just, I don't. And people, in a, you need to meet people in real life. Yeah, and just... in a review of the game from uh, Kotaku, a big gaming site, it says, VR Kananjo gives you what you want. Full-blown sex, slightly pixelated, but still realistic. But it gives you more than that. It gives you a feeling of intimacy. Perhaps it's possible to virtually replicate intimacy and love. When I'm lying in virtual bed with a virtual girlfriend, maybe I can believe that. The movie Don't Worry Darling has... <laughs> thousands of problems with it mm-hmm. it's it's a mess of a movie but that's essentially what harry styles character does to florence pew is what you're explaining to me right now mm-hmm. except in the movie he kind of drugs her and makes her go into this fantasy world that's what it is this is a fantasy world again no problem if that's what you want to do but we are hurtling too far towards the world that asimov wrote about like mm-hmm. this is all going to become robotic this is all going to be and nobody's going to interact with anybody it's I see people all the time and I constantly get the feeling of we're going to be living in the world that Wally created sooner rather than mm-hmm. and that bums me out. And like with what you're explaining, that's ex machina. That's yes. Alicia Vikander's character in that movie. That is what you just explained. Yeah. And, and Oscar Isaac is nuts in that movie. Yeah. And Alicia Vikander's robot in that movie is going to murder people. Mm, yes. That's what she does at the end of that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is definitively, we're not talking about games anymore. This is a sex simulator. This is a hundred yes, percent. That's, that's where you're at. But have you ever heard, or do you know what second life is? Yeah, they they reference it on The Office. Dwight has a second life when he breaks over the Angela, and he has a second, second life on that. Yeah. He says, my second life was so good, I had to make a second, second life. And Jim is talking to Pam, or talking to Dwight. No, he's talking to Dwight, and Dwight says, there's no winners or losers and not anything. And Jim says to him, oh, there's losers. And that's (laughs) one of the few times I agree with what Jim says, because there is no winner in that game. No. Second life's been around 2003, so... 20 years. It's been around. I remember I was in Milwaukee. So this has been 2005. I created a Second Life account and I it's just it's just literally a virtual world. It's it's, it's like re- Sims, right? Yeah. Except yeah. you play as yourself. Right. right. And it it wasn't as fully developed and it's like I don't know what I'm doing here so I left. But Second Life today, it's got a like an annual GDP of 500 billion dollars or something ridiculous. It's got its wow. own currency that can be traded for real money in the real world. I mean, there are embassies, like countries who have embassies in Second Life. It is a full life. You can go kayak in it. You can create cars. You can sell and create clothes. You can do all this other stuff. There are people that have gotten married in Second Life. Like for real marriage? Yes, yes. With Second Life, they've also, because again, it's very user-created, They've created sexual simulations in it. Now, with Kananjo VR or something like that, it is very definitively, even though she looks younger, all this other stuff, it is very definitively an adult game. And look, I can't even begin to understand how the hell with those controllers on your hand. <laughs> Let me grab it again. Yeah, I don't even know what they look like. This is great for a, a, yeah, a listener audio say, meeting. Right. But yeah, oh, I, yeah, how I, does that even work? I mean, I have no idea if you put your wiener through that hole or yeah i have no oh, idea yeah. how this is gonna work but it whatever i know somebody for one 900 hot dog did an article about 
trying to masturbate to VR porn and how it's impossible. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But Second Life, it's not just so much that it's got a sex simulator or anything like that. You're talking about something that's completely wide open and it's come under a lot of fire for child pornography. I mean, there is uh, tons of issues with bondage, scatophilia, zoophilia. Uh, I mean, uh, they now Second uh, Life will say you have to be 16 or over to create an account. But there's yeah. what, what if some other kid can just get, you know, what if my son could get into my account? I have no idea how the hell I know. But it, it's basically, I guess my point, I want to bring this all together is with soft porn adventures, you were hindered by the technology, by how far the technology mm. could go. Crap like Custer's Revenge, same thing. Trying to be funny, but in the end, it still just looks stupid. Leisure Suit Larry, again, had this thing, but it wanted to make a joke. It wanted to make something. Whereas things like God of War, or even Grand Theft Auto, it's, it's a piece of the game, but it's not the game itself. But we are to a point now that if you want to go spend, I think they're three dollars $400 on a VR headset, and you know how to find this stuff, you can, I guess have the feeling like you're going to have sex. I mean, look, I, that's I, what I don't get. How does it work without the other, I, with, without your partner there? That's what I don't get. That's what I mean. There's, this, how does it work? When I go back <laughs> to the reviewer for soft porn adventures and they're like, it doesn't help the, and again, this is 1981. It doesn't help the image of the lonely, sexually frustrated computer geek. Yeah. That's 40 plus years ago. Uh huh. And now they were ahead of their time. <laughs> that writer was ahead of their time. And look, I, I'm going to I'll finish with this. There's a problem with the incel, the involuntary celibate community, these mm-hmm. angry men that feel like women are their prize. Dumbasses like Jordan Peterson, them that are like, well, if you just clean your room, a woman will touch your wiener. That's I mean, we talked about yeah. that in our men's rights one is. Yeah, yeah. To have an outlet like this, I don't have an issue. I don't Yeah. The thing with Second Life that needs to be understood, though, and I'm not one of these, like, you know, banned drag shows because it's sexualizing children. It's not doing that. This is very much a situation, though, where you are selling video games. I mean, again, I just turned 48 years old. I barely have even – that device I showed you is used for work. It's used yeah. for virtual meetings. When it, I use it to watch weird ass YouTube videos of like what it would be like standing in the middle of a black hole, which is very disorienting. I, I'll be the first to tell <laughs> well, you. That. Or I play like Beat Saber. Told, yeah, as you say, people have told me like a good thing about the VR is you can get, uh, you know, with me being a runner, you can do cross training. Yes, on it, I've heard that's like very beneficial. Yeah, with something like Second Life, and again, they've been around twenty years. They've been going through this again and again. When you have no boundaries, yeah. then you're going to cross the wrong boundaries. And, and something awful can happen. As yeah. you mentioned, the many lawsuits that have been filed and stuff. Kids, parental advisory stickers on CDs never stopped me from buying a CD yeah. when I was a kid. If a kid wants to find a way to play this game and to watch hardcore pornography on it, they will find a way. Kids are a lot smarter now than even when I was a kid. 11-year-old son is incredible. Way, way smarter than I was when I was 11 years old. So we went from typing into a text box, kiss woman, and the thing not knowing what kiss or woman means, to you don't need the damn woman, and you sure as hell don't need to kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Again, there's just something sweet and nice about having that partner there and that feel and that touch of that partner Mm -hmm. that you're with, that human being that you're with. There's some. It makes it better than just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm a, this got me, I didn't realize how riled up I would be. This got me pretty riled up today, man. Not in like a good, like I'm, I'm baffled is how I feel. Well, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't want to say we're in a better place since Custer's Revenge. We're just in a different place. Yeah. It's, it's something different. And it's almost, I mean, Custer's Revenge is horrible, awful. The game should be burned and buried. And again, I'm not for banning stuff, but. It's it's almost darker where we are now. All right. Well, if you they need to call you to be in the movie version of Leisure Suit Larry, Ty, where are they going to find you? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to be a background artist in that. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Ty Kulik, T-Y-K-U-L-I-K, all lowercase. Uh, more importantly, come read my stuff on Seedsing, S-E-E-D-S-I-N-G.com, sports, pop culture, weird stuff. I mean, it's all on there. 
can you hear me on the Chucklehead Chat podcast? The most recent episode I was on just dropped. Speaking of Office, we talked about Dwight Schrute on that. My buddy Glenn Adams host that. You can find that wherever you get podcasts. But most importantly, listen to me on this podcast, the Ex Millennial Man podcast. Going to have some time off, people. So, yeah, yeah, where I was going to say that. Yeah. Rate, review us, tell your friends about us, check out our Patreon, Ex Millennial Man. And as always, I stand with the WGA. We need better gun reform and Black Lives Matter. I'm about to go on a, a, a tour vacation, whatever I want to oh, call yeah. it. So I get to see your dog at least. Right yeah, now. yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to be out a little while. Uh, a couple of other things that we're going to have coming up soon that I'll be talking about. But we're still going to have podcasts, but they're going to be a little bit different the next few weeks. So enjoy your vacation, Ty. And yeah, I, I'm not going anywhere yet. So. I was going to tell everybody you're you're striking against me because I'm not paying you for your fair share as yeah. a writer. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm striking against you. Yeah, totally. So with all that being said, we thank you for years. Anything else that you may use to listen to the Ex-Millennial Man podcast? Remember, we're here every Saturday for free, wherever you find your fine podcasting shows. And uh if you're going to go play Leisure Suit Larry, people, type in Leisure Suit Larry walkthrough. It'll be a lot better for you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, yeah. So that's all I can say. Awesome. All right, bye. Bye. The Ex-Millennial Man Podcast is a production of SeedSing.com, fully owned by R.D. Kulik & Associates, LLC. Producers Ty Kulik and Ryan Kulik, adequately engineered by Ryan Kulik.